Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here. Every single day. Every single day. Every day we try to get better and better. <laughs> oh my God, I just heard my mom. I know, right? Hey, Maria, we got to get better. Oh, my mom. We got to get better. Guys. Relisa. I freaking miss her so much. Uh, our quote of the day, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light not our darkness that most frightens us. Marianne Williamson. Shit, we got to ask her about that. Because yeah. it doesn't sound right, even though it sounds right. <laughs> right. Right? Like, I think that we're so good at just kind of dimming our light and kind of being like, no, I'm not good at this. No, I'm not this. No, I'm not that. Then mm-hmm. you kind of It's forget. my favorite quote from her. It's like a whole passage from her um, Course of Miracles Ooh, gets me every time. I love so it. So good. Hill Squad, you're in for a great episode. Marianne always delivers. You know, I remember one of my old assistants, she used to go to all of her um, events here in LA. So she studies the Course of Miracles and she interprets it. 
And right, I'm not crazy. No, oh, Marianne, correct. Yeah, you're you looking you're, at me like no, funny in the booth. I'm like, there's something wrong. I thought you were saying your assistant, and I was like, wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> Marianne no. does, yes. Marianne. Um, and it's actually a really great time. No, nothing is a coincidence, everybody, um, that she's on today. And we're going to be talking about miracles and how we can, um, you know, train ourselves to kind of return to love and that. Miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. So we're kind of in need of a little miracle in our family right now. <laughs> Shocking. Is this like a, oh a repeat episode, perhaps? <laughs> Groundhog's Day, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I, you know, we're pre-taping this right now. So um, this is uh, maybe a couple days before it's going to air. But my uncle, um, my aunt and uncle both got COVID like two-ish weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe. And and my aunt beat it and she's like 88 or 89 or something. My uncle's 91 and he ended up having to go to the hospital. And he's been in the hospital and, you know, they were like, he's going to get discharged. This was a couple of days ago. I happened to go home. And I went to see him and he was complaining like he needed sleep. And he was like, he was so tired. He was so tired and his back hurt so much. His back hurt so much. And someone we were with was like, well, thank God he doesn't have any bed sores. And when she said that, I go, mm, light bulb. I went out to the nurse. I said, hey, just a quick question. Does he have any bed sores? Oh yeah, he's got a bunch. And I'm like, what? His main nurse didn't even know. Who was the person saying like so it was casually? Just another nurse that wow. was there. This guy's like behind the computer and he had been in the room. So I just Oof. ran up and asked him. But his main nurse had no idea, which means there was no communication. And the family wasn't told. And my uncle has no idea what's happening. He's just in pain. And I know with my mom, she had a little teeny one when she first came home. And she was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. And she was screaming. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so he's in a lot of pain. And he wasn't sleeping. So I was like, you know, Theo, can I try something with you? And he goes, yeah. He's the sweetest thing ever. I fucking love him so much. So I, I took a, a towel and I wet it under hot water. And I squeezed out all the water. And I just put it on his eyes. And then I just started stroking his head like in a meditative, like to put him in a trance. And by the fourth or fifth stroke, he was out like a light. Slept for like two hours. They came, they changed and they did all this stuff. And then I did it again and he slept. And so for anybody out there who's dealing with someone in a hospital, I share this right now. A, yes, I'm very excited to talk to Marianne. I'm very excited to figure out how we can really be in a state that will invite miracles. If that's even a thing, I don't know. Um, but like last night I was praying to his angels, which Marianne DeMargo taught us to pray to the yes, angels. She did. Mm -hmm. Um, Patty Penn taught me to demand from my angels. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I was like, guys, listen, we've gone through a lot. <laughs> like, cause last night we got some really scary news and, and it's like, it's so hard. I was like, please, please, please. Can we just, can we just get past this one? Can we just make it through the holidays? I know there are so many people out there who are saying the exact same thing, probably in this exact same moment. Please, can we just get through the holidays? Um, and this morning, there was like a little, like, little glimmer of hope. And so we're holding on to that. 
Um, But I'm sharing what I'm about to share because everybody needs to know. When you have a loved one who is sick and they are in the hospital, if you are not flies on shit, (laughs) they are not going to get the care that they need, especially if they're elderly. I kept saying to my cousins, as much as you would like to think that they're going to care about a 91-year-old man, they're going to care as much as you show them they have to care. And a lot of people don't know all of this, and I don't judge anybody for not knowing the things that I've learned and had to know. Um, But you have to make sure that they're turning your patient, that there's a rotating schedule. You have to make sure they don't have bed sores. If they have bed sores... BrioTech immediately. BrioTech is a product that's in my shop, my favorites on my website. It says multi-surface sanitizer on it, but trust me, I've had a two and a half hour call with the scientists that developed this. You can use it. It's just HOCl, hydrogen, oxygen, chlorine. That's it. You spray it, it heals wounds. It takes inflammation down. It leaves little to no scar. If you've got any kind of wound, just spray it on there. Um, They have oral care. The oral care will kill any bacteria. So he has thrush on the tongue. I was like, put the BrioTech on his tongue. Um, You need to make sure they have an alternating mattress. I don't know why every hospital doesn't have that. And definitely anyone who's in a bed long term needs to be in an alternating mattress. What the alternating mattress does is it takes the pressure from here, it distributes it here, then it distributes it here, then it distributes it there. So now there's not any part of the body that is just stationary on a bed to create the breakage in the skin. The other thing that creates breakage in the skin is urine and feces, burn the skin. So if your patient is left in a wet diaper, that's when bed sores are going to come. So there's a device called a pure wick that will help with that for a female. I don't know if they have a male one. Maybe Pooja can look up really quick. Purewick, P-U-R-E-W-I-C-K. They have a female external catheter that's literally like imagine a tampon that just goes in between the labia. It sucks. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Set the urine and it goes into a bucket. Your patient can now sleep at night and not be wet. And during the day, and then you also have to time their dinner. This is another thing. A patient can't get better unless they sleep. So if they're in a hospital, they're just their protocol, and it's probably outdated or whatever. Every two hours, they're going to wake you up, and they're going to give you meds, and they're going to flip you, and they're going to flop you, whatever. You can't avoid meds. If you're in that position, that's one thing. But 
what I did with my mom was because she had an alternating mattress, I chose to trust the mattress for that eight hour period of sleep. And I said, let's make sure she eats by 5 p.m. Any digestion and all of that will happen before nine o'clock. So she's clean and she's ready to sleep for the night. That's how a patient gets better is with sleep. So they must have some version of that, excuse me, pure wick device for a male. Are we getting confirmation that they do? Because I see Kelsey nodding. They don't have for male, but there's other uh, companies that I've, I looked up that did have a male version. Okay, so you got to find whatever the male version is. So sleep, <laughs> rotate, briotech, okay, and smoothies. This is the other part. Hospital food is not going to get you better unless you're at UCLA because they've got gourmet meals, whatever. <laughs> my dad was like, Maria, the food is amazing. And I was oh like, okay, God. good. Well, I don't have to worry about you. <laughs> um, hospital food is from like 1942. They still use Jello, like the, the colorful Jello, and they still use the fruit in the fruit mixes. I mean, it's just disgusting. And your patient isn't going to get better on hospital food. So a smoothie where you pack it with vitamin C and different healing things, uh, antioxidants and um, fresh fruit and things, all of that will help your patient get better, right? I can't even remember off the top of my head all the stuff I would put in my mom's smoothies, but I would load that up with immunity stuff and all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, The powders, all that jazz. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. And then you have to be very kind to the nurses who are overwhelmed and you have to be very appreciative. So I always advise, bring them some Dunkin' Donuts, right? Bring them some kind of like food that you know how to make that everyone's going to be like so excited that you made something or you brought something, bring them something and show appreciation. This is kind of like my, my mini survival guide. There's so much more. And I definitely have covered all of this in different episodes when I was taking care of my mom, but you have to have someone who's in charge, who's communicating with the doctors. If there's a language barrier, like my uncle doesn't want to wear his hearing aids, I guess. So he can't hear them. And there's a language barrier. The doctor only knows what you tell them. So if your patient isn't able to communicate, you need to communicate between the two and make sure that everybody knows what's going on. And you need to be so on top of their care so that they do what's best because it's like the loudest bird in the nest is going to get fed. 
So um, I hope this kind of helps because this is like I'm coaching my cousin, my poor cousin's like so stressed trying to figure it all out. And it is a lot to figure out really, really fast. And, you know, again, then you also, if you have to deal with hospice at home, you can't just think anyone's just going to do it all right. And a lot of things have to be done right in order for your patient to win. And so, um, you know, it's, there's, there's just a lot to it anyway. Um, I have to figure out how to get all of this into some kind of place for people, some resource. And I'm, I'm working on that and I will get to that. But, um, that's kind of what I've been dealing with the last few days is kind of coaching my cousins through this whole process and figuring out how we can set him up to win because he doesn't want to go. He wants to be here. And my dad is like absolutely hanging by a thread because the two of them, I don't know two people that love each other more is then my dad and his brother. They are literally so close, so obsessed with each other. And my dad is just like a wreck. He just is like guttural crying on the phone. Um, so luckily Kevin's with him. And then Kevin texted me the sweetest thing this morning. He goes, so do you think if I if I jump in, do you think it's it's not too late? Like, does he have a shot? I'm like, yeah, he has a shot, honey. So we're like bringing over the air mattress for my mom. Thankfully, we never got rid of it because they need it. I can't hear you. You need to turn on your mic. Oh, I was just mouthing. No kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, let's talk to Marianne about how we can channel this miracle for yes. him because we need him to have a miracle. So I was talking to my mom last night. I was like, mom please, you have to help. And she goes, I can't do anything, Maria. Like, I just heard her say that. I go, no, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh my gosh. I- <laughs> and then she didn't say anything after. I know this is crazy. Probably to so many people who are listening, but I talked to her and she talks back. And no, it's not crazy. She didn't say anything after I said that. And then I woke up to good news like this morning that he was actually spitting up, which is good because wow. he was aspirating last night. And so they're moving him to this rehab facility that's also like a nursing home to take care of him. So he needs to get out of that place because even like the hospital, like one of the people there was like, they're just keeping a pulse. And I go, that's exactly what I said on Sunday. I go, they're just, there keeping him a pulse. That's it. There's no, like, there's nothing above and beyond that. And so, and then they get all weird about you bringing the alternating mattress in and like all this stuff. It's like, Oh my God. And I just told my cousin, I said, listen, you got to ball up now. I said, you guys are so nice. I go, there's a way to be nice and get what you need done. And you got to ball up because it's life and death. So are you going to listen and be obedient and then lose your dad? Or are you going to ball up, get what he needs, demand what he needs and have a chance? And he was like, okay. I go, Tom Brady gets what he needs and he does it. And that's how he wins. And I was like using all my sports analogies. So anyhow, I cannot wait for you to tell Marianne. This. I know. So Marianne Williamson is a best-selling author, political activist, and spiritual thought leader for over three decades. She's been a leader in spiritual and religiously progressive circles. She's the author of 14, holy moly, 14 books, four of which have been number one New York Times bestsellers. She founded the Project Angel Food, uh, a nonprofit that's delivered more than 12 million meals to ill and dying homebound patients. What are we talking about? Homebound uh-huh. patients. Uh-huh. Since 1989, she's worked throughout her career on poverty, anti-hunger, and racial reconciliation issues. In these dark times, Marianne is here to help us move from anxiety to enlightenment. What was that? 
It was beautiful. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, wow. Marianne, thank you so much for being back with us. We always love having you on the show. Before we get into anxiety oh. to enlightenment, I want you to explain the quote that we started with. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. How is that true? Well, from a spiritual or metaphysical perspective, we are so much more than the body. We are so much more than this little clump of dust. We are an ever-expansive being of love, connected at the deepest level to each other and to God, however we define God. Now, the ego mind is the belief that we're not. It's the belief. It's like, imagine the ocean, one wave thinking it's separate from every other wave. Now, if I'm just one little wave separate from every other wave in the ocean, how could I not be terrified that in any given moment, I might be annihilated by another bigger wave? I would be terrified of the ocean. However, that's just a belief that I'm separate because really there's no place where one wave stops and another starts. Now, imagine if the wave, instead of thinking of itself as separate, actually realized it's one with the entire ocean. I move, it moves. It moves, I move. I'm the whole power of the ocean. So the ego mind is the belief that I'm just a separate wave. And the ego mind, which is fostered by the body self, by all of the cultural conditioning, you are what you've done, you are your resume, you are other people's opinion of you, you are your mistakes as well as your successes. Even if you had a success, you might not be successful today. All those things that foster the idea of just me as me is terrifying. But the ego mind doesn't want me to give that up because that's the end of the ego mind. So we're more afraid of enlightenment, of realizing I'm, this this thing is so huge and we're all part of each other. That's actually more terrifying than this kind of perverse comfort zone. You know, this anxiety, and I didn't get to hear, I couldn't hear what you were saying. I wanted to, but they, oh. it, it wasn't set up so that I could. Oh, yeah. they can't hear when they're I wanted in the waiting to, room? I want to know what is she saying. Oh. But just the very fact that you're talking about anxiety, anxiety in a way is a perverse comfort zone. It's our mental habit at this point. Mm. We need to cultivate the musculature of happiness and peace and harmony. And that only comes from cultivating forgiveness and love and compassion and all those things which are actually less almost in cultural vogue today. Hmm. So much is in cultural vogue that actually increases anxiety, victimization, identifying only with people like me, as opposed to people who are not like me, um, the political polarization, the economic over-financialization of everything. There are many things that we all participate in, knowingly or unknowingly, both in our individual lives and in the larger culture, that inevitably create anxiety. So you can either thought, think those kinds of thoughts and be anxious, or think a very different kind of way, which at first is very scary, but then you realize, that's all I had to do? <laughs> that's all I had to do? Was to realize you're me and we're only here to love. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Have you done that? I mean, what's so hard? It's not hard. It's just so different. What's hard is getting over the resistance to doing it. Yeah. So how do we do it? I think that something you were just touching on is like, oh, we're just supposed to love each other. And like, how hard is that? But in this kind of climate, everyone is, um, is separated by opinion and opinion is who I am. And this is what I stand for. And not being malleable at all and not realizing that, you know, there, there are many opinions and, and that's, you know, kind of just what God created us all to be different and to have different thoughts. If we all have the same thoughts and the same beliefs, what there, this, I can't even imagine what that kind of world would be like. Well, also it's an issue for us as citizens, because in a free society, we don't all have to agree with each other. That's the whole point of a free society. Mm -hmm. I was having breakfast this morning with a friend who um, is a television reporter, and she was telling me that there had been things that she has said on Twitter after which she gets death threats. Mm -hmm. She has people publishing pictures of her home saying the most hideous things to her. This is that's that's totalitarianism that we're all supposed to think the same way. Mm -hmm. But we all You know, you say, how do we make the change? First of all, let's go back to the basics of how you make the change. There are universal spiritual themes in all the great religious and spiritual teachings, whether you are Jewish or Hindu or Christian or um, in AA or Muslim or the mystical traditions of all the great religious teachings, Buddhism, all teach the same journey to the compassionate heart. Now, If you don't meditate in the morning or read some inspirational material in the morning or do something to center yourself in that different way of looking at the world, particularly in the morning when you're first downloading the input that that will dominate your day, if you go directly to the computer, directly to the newspaper, directly to your phone, directly to all of that that you were describing, then it will be very difficult to not be anxious by noon. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, it's just, it's no different than physical exercise. It's no different than doing yoga, no different than doing weight training. You are building a different kind of mental muscle. Just like with, with weight training, you are making your muscles strong so you can go out there. With spiritual muscles, you're training yourself to be still and silent and just listen to people and not be reactive and not think that you're smarter and not think that you're better. And all those thoughts that we're just tempted into in this world. I love that. I love that. I think 
For me, one of the things that I've done that has been incredibly helpful with anxiety is news. And I'm a journalist who dreamed about, you know, being on the Today Show, got on the Today Show, dreamed about working with Nightly News, worked at Nightly News. I've done all of it. I don't watch any of it anymore. I refuse to engage in something that's aimed at making me more anxious. Every time you watch the news, it's all death and destruction and negativity. And then they'll maybe end on one positive story. And you're like, oh, you just took me on a roller coaster of shit. And now you're giving me one little like nice story. That's not enough. I'm already so anxiety and stressed. And it's 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 so helpful. I'll watch a few little headlines on Twitter. So I know kind of what's happening in the world. I'm not totally gone, but I don't go deep anymore. Yeah. Well, There's a line in The Course of Miracles that says, look at the crucifixion, but do not dwell on it. Mm. If you don't look at all at what's going on that's wrong in the world, then you're not in transcendence. You're Mm -hmm. just in denial. But if you look at it, like you just said, just enough that you know what's going on, just enough that you can be a conscious citizen and, and responsible participant in what's happening in your society. But like you said, if you allow it to eat up your 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 psyche, the, mm-hmm. the 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 bandwidth, the landscape of your mental and emotional uh, view of life, then you just get sucked into this terrible emotional nosedive that I think is a collective experience in our society today. Yeah, I think you know it's it's um it's just I it gets me too down and it's too harsh and um, knowing enough to be aware, but. One of the things I've I've focused on is you can't kind of change anybody but yourself. And so if I lead by example where I know in my life I'm trying to live my healthiest self, which is physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, then I will have that ripple effect in the ocean, right? So that's kind of how I look at it. Like I'm going to do my part in the ripple um, to lead my life in this way. You can say that because you have this platform. So in your case, that's true, but let's not kid ourselves. If you were just a person sitting in your house and you didn't have this platform and you weren't making a conscious effort to extend the ideas as you do, then I'm not sure that we can say that. I think that's a real slippery slope there for everybody to just think, well, all I can do is just change myself. Um, you're not just changing yourself. You are you are changing others through the kinds of guests that you have and through the kinds of things that you say on this platform. And I think the idea, I think it's it's more helpful to think that we all have a platform. If you have an Instagram, you have a platform. Mm-hmm. If you have a Twitter, you have a platform. If you have TikTok, you have a platform. Um, your kids' PTA meeting is a platform, city council meetings. I think we all, particularly as women living in uh a, de- a democratic society cannot afford not if we're to really live responsibly to think it's only about changing me. I think that we do uh, owe it to our world and to our children's world to try to moral to be morally persuasive in the direction of a more loving world. But then again, you already are. Let's just not kid ourselves, though, that that's not part of what you're doing. Because yeah. You are. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I do think that when you talk about how interconnected we are, um, that even if there are individuals who are just leading by example and don't have the massive platform, let's say that I have, 
I still think that that inner connection does have an effect. Absolutely. Every single, every single interaction, every single thought we have in a very real way affects the universe. I'm just pointing to the fact that that can be misused by the ego mind to justify a kind of self self self-reference and, 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 um, you know, and almost disguised narcissism that is very easy for privileged people to say. Agreed. Agreed. So what, um, what are you seeing right now in terms of kind of where we're at? I feel like COVID is kind of waning. You know, people are starting to hope that there isn't another wave coming. Do you think that the depression and the anxiety and the kind of dark state that we've been in, like, do you feel like we might be opening up? (laughs) Yes, I feel like in terms of COVID, yes, I feel we are. I think largely because of vaccinations and largely because I think people are just kind of over it. Um, I think we are beginning to uh, open up. But I think that there are some changes in the society um, that are fundamental ways in which we will not be going back to who we were and what we were before. And part of that has to do with some real flaws in the system that had been revealed that were already there, but which had been revealed by COVID. I don't even think we have begun to see some of the economic changes that will occur. Um, I think most of us, I know I uh, certainly was among those who thought that If a real catastrophe like that occurred, then number one, the pillars of our government uh, had uh, more of a more aptitude, more ability, more strength and more willingness to show up in a way that would be more helpful. That's number one. And also we have seen how businesses, you know, when you when you look at the billionaires who just made more and more billions, uh, Elon Musk made eight billion dollars last week. uh, Jeff Bezos, eight billion. I know. Did you wow. know that he made eight billion last week? Eight billion last week. We have thirteen million hungry children in America, and and Elon Musk uh, made eight billion dollars last week. I think that many of us thought that some of the supremely ultra wealthy people in this society during COVID would come together and say, you know what, this is life and death for people. So for one year, we're going to put the new multi billion dollar profit-making machine aside, and we're going to make sure that the that the food pantries are open, and we're going to make sure that we get those ventilators made, and we're, we're going to make sure just for a year, then we're going to go back to business as usual. And when it became... I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm so clear that they weren't doing that. 
that that shadow side of capitalism really would rather just see people drop dead than stop its supreme march towards short, short-term profit maximization. I think that that will have more of an effect in our society moving forward than people have any idea. I think that uh, people who represent the most powerful institutional realities in our country, politically, economically, and so forth, have no idea what's going on out there have no idea what's going on out there. These are almost like people need to read books about the French Revolution and the Bolshevik Revolution in Germany in the 1930s because I think that we there are some underlying dynamics now that are dangerously close to eruption and in ways that no amount of money could protect us from. I think they're not only, I, I think we're living through an American dark ages. I think we're also living through an American awakening. I think when people say, is it the fall of Rome? Or is it the birth of a new renaissance? I think it's both, but it's not going to be what it has been. It's going to be one or the other. And I think that everything that we can do to contribute to a greater extension of love and compassion, not only in our individual lives, but also in public policies and that affect people who do not have the kinds of, of options that you and I have is absolutely imperative, or we could see some very, very dangerous things ahead. Mm. Wow scary and exciting all at once. I mean, that's like polarity at its best, right? Mm -hmm. Scary. I think you said it so well, scary and exciting all at once. Yeah. And women, 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 Maria, we have to be the ones to name it. How do we um, channel, I want to move on to miracles. Let me say that really quick. Um, I like this quote. Healing begins when we let the universe start over, unencumbered by the thoughts of lovelessness that stand in the way of love. Miracles occur naturally as expressions of love and thoughts of lovelessness deflect them. Very intense quote, very full quote. So if you could explain that, and then I I do want to kind of understand how to look and see miracles, because I know we all are in need of them. So often, um, we're in need of one right now with my uncle who's very ill. He just got past COVID, but he has pneumonia and he's 91. And we're just, I'm demanding from the angels. I'm like, please give our family a break. Just, just give us a little bit more time. So I know we're not the only ones. I'm so sorry about your uncle. And Thank I hope you. That he recovers swiftly Thank and you. fully. You know, the acorn is already programmed to become the oak tree. And the embryo is already programmed to become a baby. And the bud is already programmed to become a blossom. The universe, nature itself, is already programmed to the next best thing. I think all of us are programmed to become the people that we're capable of being. Nature, you know, the flower bends towards the sunlight. In the Jewish book of wisdom called the Talmud, it says that over every blade of grass, there is an angel bent over whispering, grow, grow, grow. There is this intentionality. You can call it the mind of God. You can call it nature, call it whatever you want. But when you think of some of the terrible things in the world, there must be a lot of love going on that we're still here. We're still here. The miracle The Course in Miracles defined a miracle as a shift in thinking from fear to love. Now, thoughts 
is the level of cause and, uh, and the world as we experience it is the level of effect. So to say that miracles occur naturally in the presence of love is simply to say that when we're being loving with each other, good things happen. You and me talking right now, we're, we're talking about things that could be helpful. You're always very kind to me. I hope you feel I'm kind to you. It's mm-hmm. always a, a good, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a generosity of spirit, which increases the possibility that we come up with some wisdom that might be of use and help to someone who's watching right now. It's as simple as that. And then something they might say later, you know, I was listening to Maria and Marianne today, and she said, that's what happens in a miraculous universe. But there is also a different kind of thinking and it dominates the world and it has nothing to do with being good to each other. It's about entering into any situation, asking what I can get. It is the temptation to judge one another. It is the temptation to blame one another. And we see it everywhere and we see it increasingly today because people are angry because people are scared. And so the mean spiritedness is coming up in people. To say that that deflects the miracle means that love will have loving effects, but fear will have fearful effects because the law of cause and effect is inviolable. For every action, there's a reaction. So if I think with love, good things are going to happen. And if I think without love, then the good that could have happened is not going to happen. Now, the notion, if you get really into the deep spirituality and theology of it, what I love of the idea of a merciful God and the Course in Miracles that says, when you choose not to think with love and not to, to behave with love and therefore block the miracle that would otherwise have occurred, there's a line in the Course in Miracles where it says, the Holy Spirit will hold it in trust for you until you are ready to receive it. Oof, that makes me cry. <laughs> So that means, yeah, you were a bitch yesterday, but be really nice today and the good will still be yours. Wow. Wow. So how do we move from fear to allow the miracle? Well, every religious path, every spiritual path, if you're, you know, there are, there's a kaleidoscope of expressions of God's truth. Once again, it could be, or it could be a specific religious path mystical Christianity, mystical Judaism, mystical Islam, mystical um, uh, Buddhism, which is by definition mystical Hinduism. There are those universal spiritual themes in all the great religious spiritual teachings. Now, the Dalai Lama said, in order to save the world, we must have a plan, but no plan will work unless we meditate. The Course in Miracles says five minutes spent with with the Holy Spirit in the morning is enough to guarantee he will be in charge of your thought forms throughout the day. You know, in my sub stack, I I send into everybody's uh, inbox every morning, a little meditation. There are, you know, in today's world, in today's world, meditation paths are everywhere. Spiritual books are everywhere. If anybody right now, the people who are listening to us right now, this is what's happening. Some people are going, Yeah, that's right. And I'm so glad I pray or meditate or read that particular book every morning. That's one group. Another group is saying, yeah, that's true. And I know the books and the meditation paths that I relate to, but she's right. I just haven't been doing it. I haven't been doing it all the time. And then there's another group. And this group really interests me because this group is saying, 
I don't have a problem with this. I just don't know where I'd start. And to that group, I say, just say a little prayer inside your heart and say you're willing. And books will fall at your feet. Things will happen. Mm -hmm. People will suggest meditation classes. People will say, why don't you listen to this, to this YouTube on meditation or prayer or something? Anybody whose heart is just a little bit open, there's a line in the Course in Miracles, the Holy Spirit will respond fully to your slightest invitation. And, it, you know, some people don't call it the Holy Spirit. It's it, not about the language. It's the idea that there is a force in the universe, whether you see it in religious or spiritual terms or not, that knows a little more than we do. It keeps planets revolving around the sun. It causes <laughs> phenomena to occur in nature beyond anything we could come up with. So maybe we're not the smartest thing in the universe. And maybe we should consider the possibility that there might be another way. That's the Course in Miracles says that's when life changes. That's when the change begins, when you consider the possibility that there might be another way. So do you pray to the Holy Spirit every morning? Yes, I'm a student of the Course in Miracles. I do the, I often do a transcendental meditation and I'm Jewish. So I have a whole mix of things, but my, my real sort of daily practice is the lessons in the workbook of A Course in Miracles. So how would we... And I've recorded those for people who are interested. They can go to Marianne.com, uh, the program I've called Mornings with Marianne, mm -hmm. where I read the lesson and then I talk about it. Yeah, yeah we're going to link to that in the summary. So how would your prayer look like to the Holy Spirit in the morning? There's a line in the Course in Miracles where it says your morning prayer should be, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? and to whom. It's some form of guide my feet today. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Guide mm. my thoughts today. You know, you fill a room with light, darkness can't get in. Energy's going to go somewhere. If the first thing I do is pick up my phone, pick up the newspaper, all that stuff we talked about, then my mind is going to be so filled with that. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to get out of it once you're in its grip. But if in the morning you pick up whatever yours is, is it the Bible? Is it the Bhagavad Gita? Is it the Course in Miracles? Is it the 12 Steps of AA? There's so many spiritual books out there. There are serious source materials, there are others. And you, Something that allows, you know, in AA, they say through prayer and meditation. Everybody has their own portal, but it's all to the same holy space. And it always has to do with aligning our thoughts with love. 
May I be more generous today? May I be more giving today? Because this is the thing, Maria, your energy is gonna go somewhere. It's either going to go to an extension of love that makes your life work and relationships happy and your ability to endure these times and even help transform these times or neurosis, dysfunction, anxiety, depression. You know, it's like going to the gym. If you go, it works. Mm -hmm. If you don't go, it doesn't work. <laughs> Very true. Very true. It's really, it's your mental muscle. It's, it's your emotional musculature. It's your psychological musculature. You train it. And so it, it, there is emotional and psychological gravity, just like there's physical gravity. So if I'm doing an arm lift, right, I am countering gravity. Now, what will happen if I don't do this? After a certain age, flabby arms, mm -hmm. right? After a certain age, if you're not working on keeping the muscles of your body up, they're headed down. The same is true with psychological gravity, emotional gravity. If you're not working on that anti-gravitational stuff, affirming the good, choosing to be loving, choosing to be forgiving, choosing to be compassionate, you're headed down. Anger, anxiety, cynicism is a big one today. This kind of nihilistic attitude, this mean-spiritedness that's almost in vogue, victimization. I mean, some of the worst aspects of the human character are almost like trendy today. We have to counter that. We have to counter that. And I agree with you. It begins by just working it within ourselves. We can't change anyone else, but we can change it within ourselves. And then the universe provides what you and I are doing right now. Isn't this interesting? We have a platform to discuss it. Mm -hmm. well, who provided that, right? Yeah. And to help influence others in a positive way. Mm -hmm. I, I really like the the prayer in a sense, like I've been using that my whole life where I just say, God, take me where I'm supposed to go. I trust you. Use me. I'll be a good person. I'll work hard. Just show me where I have to go. And it's That's funny. Right. I mean, you hear so many people who are like, you got to have a goal. You got to have a plan. And I never really had a plan. Right. And so well, I'm curious you know what? what you think, because I've never had a plan and people think that I'm very like, um, that I'm so driven and that I've, I've masterminded all these things. And I'm like, guys, I literally pray to God every night and say, take me where I'm supposed to go. And I just go, I don't have any plan. <laughs> I'm so glad that you say that Maria, because there's a real misunderstanding there, uh, among, I, I believe a lot of people about the difference between magic and miracles. Magic is where you basically tell the universe what you want. Miracles is where you ask love, how can I help you? And so what you have done is the miraculous path. Because once again, the same force that keeps planets revolving around the sun and turns embryos into babies and acorns into oak trees knows how to plan Maria's life. Mm -hmm. Better than Maria does. Yes. So the goal, yes, we should have a goal. And the goal should be, may God's will be done. God is love. Will is thought. So when you say, may God's will be done, just may loving thought prevail here. Because if loving thought prevails here, I will naturally be lifted to the level of all things good. I like hearing this that. whole uh, goal setting thing, I think, has been taken to a place that is not helpful. Or healthy sometimes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I the like goal that. should be love. May this project serve love. 
May this podcast serve love. May this show serve love. May this public policy serve love. May our foreign policy, that's when it gets really, like, really, do you think our foreign policy should serve love? Hmm. Do you have any idea what went on in Afghanistan? Do you think our economic policy should serve love? You realize there are half a million homeless people and 13 million uh, hungry children here? Our, our energy policy should serve love. Really? Because did you see what happened at Huntington Beach the other day? Do you see what's happening to the planet? We show on the planet much love. So, you know, it's getting real deep. When we ask not only, am I loving, but are we loving? Because the things to be most concerned about right now are collective karma. You know, I mean, one of the sweetest people, Maria, I ever met, a friend of mine who was, if you had said to me, uh, five uh, list, you know, the five people, on one hand, name the people who are the kindest, sweetest, and that you, you know, would cry to see a kitten unhappy. She was on one of those planes on 9-11. I'm sorry to say. So there is a point at which you can't wall yourself off from collectively what's happening because we are creating effects collectively just like we are individually, which is why citizenship matters. Mm. You know, it's like I used to say to people all the time, good luck with all that green juice. Good luck with all that gluten-free because they're poisoning the air. And they're poisoning the water and they're poisoning the food. You know, there's, there's a point past which uh, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you are, no matter where you live, you can't escape the collective consequences. Weather is certainly an example. What's happening with climate change is certainly an example. Not an accident, all these billionaires trying to get off the planet. Mm. They're not S- stupid. Speaking of, uh, what was it? The blue orbit went up today? Right? Yeah, William Shatner. Oh my gosh, I was so jealous. Would you go up in one? If they called you today and said, Marianne, we want to put you on the next on the next ship up to the moon. I'm not ready for that. No. No. No, I would you? Yes. <laughs> really? Oh my god, in I two mean, seconds. Really? Oh yeah. I want to go to Mars. I want to go to all of them. Although I do well, think I would get nauseous. I mean, you know, it's just like, this isn't exactly a totally proven thing yet. I mean, I, I mean, I'm very happy they've landed safely. Yeah. Very happy they've landed safely, but oh no, I have, <laughs> I think of myself as intellectually brave, emotionally brave. I don't know about physical bravery yet. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of bravery there, but to be there and see it. You know, there's a book, I don't know if you've ever read it. There was a novel called um, The Book of Strange New Things, which is this amazing novel um, about going to another planet that is mind-blowing. And I always always, always think of that book, The Book of Strange New Things. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I would do yeah. it in oh, a second. It is, it is very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm Kelsey, a bit, you know, I'm a big fan of like NASA and space exploration and all of that, certainly. Of course. I, I just see them go up and I'm like, oh, I want to be there so bad. Um, Kelsey, I want to give you a chance because I'm sure you're burning up in there. Um, if, was there something you wanted to ask Marianne about miracles? Oh, my God. I mean, always, Marianne. I feel like it's so you have such an optimistic outlook. It's like we can be going through all this tough, weird, these tough, weird times. And you're like, nope, 
no matter what, there's miracles around the corner. And I'm like, Marianne, <laughs> how on earth? How on earth? So I would love to hear, you know, how do you train yourself to be in that, in that mindset, right? And like, what, what do you do to get there? Well, can I add on that? Yes, you can. Because when you think about the collective karma, when you think about we are all the ocean, right? There's no, there's no separation. We're all interconnected. And when fear is kind of the governing emotion, I think, in the sea, how do you step out of that and, and allow love and, and miracles to come? I still, that's such a hard concept, I think, for everybody. I always hesitate at a moment like this because I don't want to sound like I'm promoting a book. But I, my first book, A Return to Love, is like the cliff notes of A Course in Miracles. The Course in Miracles is not a religion, but it is a psychological mind training in dismantling a thought system based on fear and accepting instead a thought system based on love. Now, it doesn't have a monopoly on truth. All the great religious and spiritual systems do that. But it is a specific psychological training. There are 365 days worth of meditation exercises. And every day you're either dismantling one thought system or building another. Like mine today was the hush of heaven holds my heart today. Mm. Very beautiful one. The hush of heaven holds my heart today. I just got the chills all the way down my body. That was beautiful. Oof. The gift, the, the the answer to that question is the things that you and I have already been talked about, been talking about in terms of building those psychological yeah. muscles. And there are so many pathways to doing it if, in fact, you want to do it. Now, when you ask about optimism, the crucifixion is followed by resurrection. The enslavement of the Israelites in, in Egypt is followed ultimately by their Um, deliverance into the promised land. All the great religious stories are the same theme. We're born in love and then it gets really dark in here. Why? Because the mind goes in directions that are not loving as symbolized by the crucifixion of Jesus, as symbolized by the enslavement of the Israelites. But that is never the end of the story. God always sends a Moses resurrection. That's never the end of the story. And even if you know history, we had slavery in this country, but then we had abolition. We had the institutionalized suppression of women in this country, but then we had the women's suffragette movement and the passage of the 19th Amendment. We had segregation in this country, but then we had the civil rights movement. So there are so many ways to look at history as well as spiritual uh, information and data and stories and say, okay, it's our turn. This is not the first time. You know, sometimes people are acting these days like it's never been so bad. Actually, it has been. Actually, it has been. And we need to be very clear-eyed about how bad it is in certain ways, whether it has to do with racial injustice or criminal injustice or economic injustice or the rise of authoritarianism. No, there's some really tough stuff out there. I'm not in any way pussyfooting around that. We don't want to pour pink paint over that. Once again, look at the crucifixion, don't dwell on it. These are very, this is very serious times. But at the same time, look to your ancestors. Look to the great religious figures. They're all saying to us, love, open your heart, apply love. 
apply love, atone for your mistakes, make amends for where you got it wrong. And that has to do with whether it's your personal relationships or paying reparations. Atone for where you got it wrong and the healing will begin. And it's going to take those symbolic three days. It's going to take those symbolic mm. 40 years. But the universe, your life will catch up to the change in consciousness if you will make the change in consciousness and be willing to go forth and do those things. But if you just stay in victim or poor me or oh, all fucked, it's all over. American democracy is dead. This is it's. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, we can all go there. It's like okay, I'm not. I'm not. Mm -mm. And you know what? I'll tell you something, Maria. There's a thing in Buddhism that I never used to understand that I understand now. When I was a younger woman, I read this book about Buddhism and it kept talking about whether or not you die happy. And I guess because I was young, I thought that, that's not my where my focus is right now, whether I die happy. But the older I've gotten, the more I've come to understand. Because in the higher spiritual sense, what matters it's not what you achieved, but what you were trying to achieve at the time of your death. There's a line in Judaism, there's an old rabbinical saying, you are not expected to complete the task, but neither are you permitted to abandon it. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So Susan B. Anthony, let's look at Susan B. Anthony. She died before the passage of the 19th Amendment. She didn't even live to see it happen. Yeah, she gave her entire life to it. But you know how I I look at it? Every time a woman in this country votes, there has to be some realm where her soul is tingling. You just got the chills. <laughs> this story is so much bigger than just this physical lifetime. So if you're younger, you you stay in the effort because it's your life. And if you're older, you stay in the effort, not only because it's your children's life and your grandchildren's life, but so that you can, when all this is over, say, yeah, I showed up. And that starts to matter the older you get. Whether or not you'll have self-respect in your final moments or whether you'll say, oh, shit, I forgot to do what I was born to do. I know. I don't think that would be a good feeling at all. I had a friend's dad who... Um you know, had gone through AA and was now, you know, one of the mentors to others. And two hours before he died, he had taken on another person who was going to try to drink again and was helping him. It was Ed Milet's dad. And, um, and literally just before he died, spent all of his time helping this man not go back to alcohol. That just put chills. Right. Like such a great and example of what you just said. Mm -hmm. And the opposite. You know, I was at the deathbed of a woman once and apparently she had really wanted to go to Paris. And her husband had the means to take her to Paris. Just did never happen. And I'll never forget it. It was at her deathbed and he was just shaking his head. I never took her to Paris. I never took her to Paris. I never took her to Paris. Live life now. Do the things now. If ever there was a time, you know, I was thinking about it earlier today. It's always now. <laughs> and there's so much for us to do to make the world a better place right now. That's a great way to end. I love that. Live life now. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what's around the corner.
So I love that. Marianne, I love you. I love our conversations. Thank you for sharing all of this with us. We're going to continue building our muscles so they don't droop. That's what we do here every day. We're building our emotional, mental, and spiritual muscles so that we can be better and that we can uh, influence the ocean. (laughs) Um, Well, it's always wonderful to talk to and to be with you. And thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm going to reread a return to love now just to brush up. I'm so excited actually about that. Um, if you guys want more from Marianne, you can go to MarianneWilliamson.substack.com and that's where all the meditations are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can pull those up. You can also follow her on Instagram at Marianne Williamson. And she also has her podcast on Apple Podcast, Conversations with Marianne Williamson. We'll put all links to that in, um, in this episode uh, summary. Marianne, thanks so much. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Take Always care. good to see you too. God bless. All right. Oh my gosh. Cool, right? So she's literally, I love her so much. Like she's such a badass and just like my arms are crossed in here. I'm just like, damn, no. damn. I love when she explained what a miracle is. Do you remember exactly how she said it, it was like, it's fear. Um, let me see. Um, oh, I wrote Mary Alexis Pooja, the exact thing she said. I love, she talked about the difference between magic and miracles. Let's see. If you have it, you can. I don't remember exactly. Magic is so, let's see. Difference between magic and miracles. Magic is telling universe what you want. Miracles is asking how you can help. No, no, no. She said in the course of miracles, they Mm. describe a miracle as, and it was something with fear. It was like, blew my mind. I was Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. Let's see if Pooch has it in her notes. Um, I don't write the exact thing down. No. Can you just Google it, maybe? Let's Google it. I like Google it really I, quick. I literally have so many. I have all these notes on I have here. So many. Notes. I mean, I keep time code notes, but so I don't really know what they are until you guys pull them. But I I'm know. like, this was amazing. This was amazing. I just think, um, I think uh, it. It's like when you think about how how much love can affect, right? Like, think about when you go into like right. you're in a drive-through. Dunkin' Donuts the other day. We were in drive-thru, me and my dad. And I said, Dad, you know, someone bought me a coffee recently. And I'm like, I'm driving a really nice car. I don't look like anybody who needs to be bought a coffee. But someone bought me a coffee. And that meant so much to me. I was like, oh, my God. And, And I said, you know, I just think that that's so kind. And what a great way to start your day. And if everybody started their day doing something like that, how beautiful would this world be? Just a simple act of buying somebody their coffee. Right. He goes, Maria, somebody, they bought me the coffee. It was amazing. So now every time I buy the guy behind me coffee and I go, dad, that's God, what you're supposed to do. So, much. so we got in the car or we got up to our thing. I go, make sure you buy the guy behind. So we bought the guy behind. And the best part is when you buy it and you don't say anything, you literally just drive off. Like, cause my guy just drove off in his cool mini Cooper that I was admiring the whole time. <laughs> Don't tell Kevin. I was like, damn, that's a really cool Mini Cooper. And I was like, wasn't trying to hit on me, wasn't trying to do anything. Literally, which nobody hits on me anymore. Get out of here. I got hit on, by the way. (laughs) I got hit on once at Coffee Bean, like two years ago. And I freaked out. I was like, Kevin, I got hit on. Holy shit. I still got it. (laughs) 
Yeah, you do. And then I realize it's probably because of my ring. But, but yeah. So maybe we should test it. I'm going to go out with no ring and be like, let's see if anybody hits on I me. I guarantee they would. <laughs> I bet you they would. No, but I, I love that too. I like, you know, starting your morning with that, an act of kindness, and then starting morning with an act of kindness for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she said, what was it? Five minutes spent with the Holy Spirit in the morning will guarantee he's with you the rest of the day. Come on now. Again, it's, that's Come like the high on. five habit to me. Yes. It's so easy. Why wouldn't we do it? Five minutes. Shit, I forgot to high five myself this but, morning. Yeah, I did too, to be honest. Shit. Hold on. You got to write it on your mirror in a, with a like little whiteboard. No, look. Or a little thing. I'm going to high five myself oh in, my the, in the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a crazy person doing it. I love it. Um, it's so good. Anyhow, we're gonna we're gonna break this whole th- episode down with actual real stuff, and and yes. in the next episode. But um, in the meantime, um, if you would help us by rating us and commenting on Apple Podcasts, we're trying to get to two thousand reviews by the end of the year. Everyone, we're not counts. trying. We're going to. Thank you, Kelsey. You're welcome. Um, And we are just so grateful for everybody who takes the time to share with people what the show has meant to you, what it's helped you with. Um, It's super, super huge and helpful for us and encouraging for us to, you know, keep on keeping on. So if you could do that, that would be wonderful. Of course, follow us at Better Together with Maria. And in the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends, and if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you, and Finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heal squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.